The good news, Matthew Barzal got off the schneid. The bad news, the Islanders' defense didn't hold up. We've got our key takeaways from Saturday's game in Dallas, plus a full preview of a game tonight in Toronto against John Tavares and the Leafs. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment maybe about something we've discussed on the show, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for instant analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islander fans either during game time or at any time. So uh, do feel free to get in touch, and we'll talk a little Isles hockey. A disappointing game on Saturday. The Islanders getting off to a lead for a change and then falling to the Dallas Stars Final score, 5-2, to two, although that last goal was an empty netter. And the best part about this game for the Islanders, Matthew Barzal finally getting off the schneid, getting his first and second goal of the season. And, and you know, it was great to see that kind of a play. You could see how relieved Barzal was and... Had a big smile on his face on the bench after he got the first one. The second one came on the power play. That's always a plus. But unfortunately, offensively, that's all the Islanders were able to do in this game. Jake Ottinger, the goaltender for Dallas, played very well. And, uh, you know, two areas that the Islanders usually play very well at that they didn't do well at during this game... Number one, the face-off circle. 
very surprising that the, the Stars ended up winning about two-thirds of the draws. And guys like J.G. Pajot, he lost nine out of uh, only won nine out of 21 face-offs. Matthew Barzal only winning uh, two out of 11 face-offs. Uh, the, these are guys who Casey Sezik is five out of 15. These are the guys you count on to get you possession of the puck and the Islanders just never really were able to get possession of the puck. So it, it created problems, and then defensively, this team just didn't have it. And you look at the score, and you say, okay, Islanders end up losing this game 5-2, to two, and Semyon Varlamov gives up four goals and 34 shots. Wasn't Varley's fault. You look at the way the Islanders played this game, and the defense just had too many breakdowns. You give up 35 shots on goal, but again, you look not just at the shots, but at the quality of the shots. So many of those shots from high danger areas, and too many times, players on the Dallas Stars, especially uh, Jamie Benn, who had a three-point night, Tyler Sagan, uh, Joe Pavelski, Mason Marchment. These guys were just given too much time and space. And more often than not, when there were rebounds, uh, it was the Stars picking them up. Dallas won far too many 50-50 puck battles in the Islander zone. And more than that, you know, that sort of extended some of the zone time, but more than that, when the Islanders had trouble clearing their zone, Dallas took full advantage of it. And you look at this one, Adam Pellick, minus three in this game. Ryan Pulak, minus two. Noah Dobson, minus two. Uh, the defense, which is normally much more reliable, just wasn't reliable in this game, and it ended up costing the New York Islanders. So, yeah, the defense just broke down. And out of the four goals that Varley allowed, I can't say any of them were soft goals or goals that were really his fault. So you sort of add things up and you realize, okay, we weren't getting possession of the puck. We were having trouble clearing our own zone. And the other area that struggled was the power play, and the Islanders had, what was it, five power play chances in this game. Yeah, they scored one goal, but that was on the first try, and after that, it was just like, oh boy, uh, if they could have gotten one more goal on the power play, I, I think you don't see such a one-sided finish where the Islanders gave up four unanswered goals to end the game. So, overall, uh, the Islanders' defense, more than anything, just cost them. And it was chance after chance, second and third chances that from from the high danger areas, from the slot, from in, in close, that's what ended up uh, costing the Islanders more than anything. So now, you know, this road trip that got off to such a positive start in Columbus. We're now looking at two games in a row that the Islanders have lost. So it's a four-game road trip. They go to Toronto tonight to close it out. 
winning this game in Toronto, even if they win in overtime or in a shootout, that's four points on a four-game road trip. I take it. I wanted at least five, but I would take four games when, you know, three of them were against quality opponents. But it, it sort of becomes a little bit more important to win this game tonight than it did uh, before you lost the last two games. Lane Lambert sort of has to read the pulse of this team and figure out where do they go from here. Uh, just, uh, again, just not a great overall team effort by the Islanders. There were some bright spots other than Barzi. Certainly Oliver Wallstrom getting an assist, had three shots on goal, and did not take a penalty. So Wally, almost 14 minutes of ice time, he did a good job. Three block shots for Noah Dobson, five hits for Matt Martin. There were positives, and, and Varley's goaltending overall kept the Islanders in this game. One other note, uh, Josh Bailey, back in the lineup, was out there for 14 minutes, 48 seconds, uh, had one shot on goal, did not figure in the scoring, but uh, Coach Lane Lambert saying Bailey remains an important part of this team going forward, and that the reason he was out of the lineup against Nashville uh, and Columbus basically was that those are bigger, more physical teams, and he wanted Ross Johnston in the lineup to face them. So Bailey back did not make much of an impression in this game, but he was out there and did, you know, did play. It just becomes a question now for the Islanders of, you know, figuring out what Bailey can do. They still have an open roster spot uh, on this team as of right now, and it remains to be seen how they fill it. But that is sort of where we're at with this Islanders team. So tonight, Islanders and Maple Leafs, we've got a full preview of that game, including what the Islanders need to do to win it. All that, plus a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Islanders listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. In an emergency, you have 24-7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology, which is exclusively from Simply Safe. It captures critical evidence and verifies that a threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat was real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only home security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. 
From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Islanders head into Toronto to face the Maple Leafs, and the Leafs coming off a split weekend, uh, a 5-2 win over Buffalo on Saturday. So that was a plus. Their last game before that, a 3-2 loss to the red-hot New Jersey Devils. So they've won three out of four and seem to be slowly but surely riding the ship after a little bit of a shaky start. And it's surprising that it's been the offense for Toronto that has sort of been middle of the pack. They're 15th in the league with 57 goals scored through 19 games, which is, uh, you know, the same number of games the Islanders have played. It's actually more games than some of the other teams in their division have played, and yet still only 15th out of 32 teams at putting the puck in the net. Goals against, they are actually ninth with Ilya Samsonov, uh, Matt Murray, and Eric Kalgren all getting time in goal so far this year and overall doing a pretty good job. The penalty kill is a little bit of a weakness. They're ranked 20th, 77.3% success rate. Islanders got to get their power play going to try to take advantage of that situation, but the power play with all the offensive weapons on this Toronto Maple Leafs team is dangerous. And who leads the team or is tied for the lead in power play goals? Two guys who I'm sure you've heard of, Austin Matthews, six of his eight goals this year have come with the extra attacker, and some guy named John Tavares who has six power play goals and 10 goals overall. Tavares with 10 goals, 21 points through 19 games, second on the team, only behind Mitch Marner, who has 22 points and a team-high 18 assists right behind him in that category. Morgan Riley, who has 16 assists and no goals, uh, sort of doing the, uh, you know, the Matt Barzal thing, of course, the difference being that Riley is a defenseman, so a little less is expected of him. Uh, You look at the line combinations for the Leafs. Austin Matthews, Michael Bunting, and William Nylander are the top trio. John Tavares centers the second line with Alexander Kafoot and Mitch Marner flanking him. David Kempf is the third-line pivot. Zach Aston Reese to his left, Dennis Malgin to his right. And then it's Pontus Holmberg, Pierre Engvall and Callie Yarkrock uh, making up the fourth line. Morgan Riley and Jordy Ben are the top defense pairing. Mark Giordano and Justin Hole. The second grouping with Rasmus uh, Sandin and Timothy Lilgren as the third pair. Matt Murray and Eric Kalgren are the healthy goalies. Ilya Simsonov on IR as are Jake Muzzin and TJ Brody. So don't expect to see them in the lineup. Islanders cannot afford to give too many quality power play chances to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That would be a problem for this team. And it's just a dangerous power play, no matter how you slice it. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, they are a a quality offensive team. 
the defensive strength is a little bit surprising right now, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, against Buffalo in that 5-2 to two win, it was Matt Murray in goal, and Murray played exceptionally well. So the question becomes, do the Leafs come back with Murray, or do they go with Eric Kalgren in goal? Now, keep in mind that... Uh, the Leafs will be playing the Devils Wednesday night in the final game before the American Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, it'll be interesting to see which goalie they go to in which game after having uh, Sunday off, Saturday game, Monday game, Wednesday game. So no back-to-backs there for Toronto. There is a lot of talent on this Toronto team, and you're just waiting for some of these guys to break out. Austin Matthews, yeah, eight goals in 19 games. That puts him on roughly a 33-34 goal pace for the season. Those are not bad numbers, but they're not (coughs) elite numbers that you expect from Austin Matthews. Nylander and Tavares having good years. Marner not scoring as much, but certainly uh, setting up a lot of goals. And the thing about the Maple Leafs, the Islanders have to play Islander fundamental hockey. And we we expect to see Sorokin in goal after Varley played, and it makes sense. And I think you'll see Sorokin both Monday and Wednesday for the Islanders against two very dangerous offensive teams in the Maple Leafs and the Oilers, who are the Islanders' next foe. So, you know, you'll have the number one goalie, but... If the Islanders repeat the way they played against Dallas, where there were second-chance opportunities and open players and defensive breakdowns, they are going to get beat. They have to go back and play Islanders hockey and slow down the speed and skill of the Maple Leafs. You give up rebounds, you give up deflections, you give up high-quality scoring chances in excess. Sorokin will have to stand on his head to get this Islander team to beat the Maple Leafs. But if you slow them down, if you do a good job of clearing the puck out of your zone, you have got a pretty good chance of winning this hockey game. And one thing I'm going to be interested in watching throughout this game, how does Matthew Barzal respond to now not having to worry about that dreaded first goal. You know, 18 games without a goal for a forward who's supposed to be your most dynamic offensive player, that's a problem. And you know he was squeezing the stick a little bit. And you know he was concerned about the way it was being perceived both by his teammates, by the media, by the fans. That pressure is now off. And Barzi can go back and and just have a little more confidence and play a little bit better, uh, knowing that he doesn't have to worry about that goose egg at the beginning of his stat package where it says no goals. I want to see how Matthew Barzal responds, and it'll be interesting to watch how he plays in this game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think he's going to want to show... the Maple Leafs and their fans, you know, what he's capable of doing. And, you know, Barzy, he, he has got a chance to really start to break out, 
21 points in 19 games. That is uh, leading the team, but that goal number, I'm not worried about it staying very, very low, but, you know, let's see if he can put together a little streak and really give this team a push offensively. Those are some of the things to look for in tonight's game, and I think, again, after uh, two straight losses in Nashville and Dallas, winning this game becomes even more important for the New York Islanders. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goaltender who was with the team briefly in the mid-90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you could find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Feel like the Islanders are going to go into Toronto and really do well? Get some revenge on John Tavares. Check out the latest odds at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Sunday was the 56th birthday of former Islanders goalie Tom Draper. Draper, originally drafted by the Winnipeg Jets in the eighth round back in 1985, had four solid seasons for the University of Vermont, made his NHL debut for Winnipeg in 88-89, then went on to play for the Buffalo Sabres before joining the Islanders for the 93-94 season. Uh, Played seven games for the Isles that year before spending the rest of the season with their farm club, the Salt Lake Golden Eagles of the IHL, then played one more game for the Winnipeg Jets before finishing his career in the minors and in Europe, played in Finland for a while, and then in the East Coast League and the UHL. Uh, Draper, 5'11", 183, kind of average size for a goalie of his era, finished his career with a 3.70 goals against average, had one NHL shutout that came with Buffalo and an 8.77 save percentage. He was kind of a journeyman, the kind of goaltender who was, you know, solid and reliable, good minor league goalie, but sort of a, a replacement level player, for lack of a nicer way to put it. Uh, at the NHL level where he can come up, he can give you some solid goaltending, but he wasn't going to be the reason you won too often uh, during his brief NHL career. We look back at one of Tom Draper's better games as an Islander, October 29th, 1993 at the Thunderdome in Tampa. Islanders and the Lightning, Tom Draper, obviously the goalie for the Islanders, Pat Jablonski in net for the Lightning. And it was Tampa Bay getting on the board first, just two and a half minutes into the game. Tim Berglund, his first from Brian Bradley and Roman Hammerlick at 235. Isles down a goal. But 
Tom Curvers evens it up late in the period. His third from Marty McGinnis at 13.09, and then two and a half minutes later, Derek King, his sixth from Steve Thomas and Pierre Turgeon. That made it two to one Isles after the first period. In the second, the Islanders extended their lead. Derek King, his seventh from Rich Pilon and Pierre Turgeon at 6.54. 3-1 after 40 minutes in the Islanders' favor. And then the Islanders' power play goes to work. Hall of Famer Dennis Savard off for high sticking. And Ray Ferraro pots his fourth from Benoit Hogue and Tom Curvers at 7.40. That made it 4-1. Pat Elianuk scored his third from Brent Gretzky, uh, Wayne's brother, and Roman Hammerlick at 19.48 to get Tampa Bay closer. But the final score in this one, a 4-2 win for the Islanders over the Bolts. 26 saves for Tom Draper, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and this was his only win as a New York Islander. Pat Jablonski gave up the first three goals for Tampa Bay, was replaced by Darren Pupa, who gave up the fourth. So, we again want to wish a happy 56th birthday, a day late to former Islanders netminder Tom Draper. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Going to be interesting to see how the Islanders handle the open roster spot. Is Are we going to see uh, possibly Sashnikov called back up? That is a possibility. Do they go with one of the younger players who may be ready to be called up? I don't think it's quite time yet for William Dufour, although he had you know, did score a goal over the weekend, and we'll get to that later this week on our farm report. Uh, Atu Ratu, again, not tearing things up yet. How do they handle this spot? As long as everybody stays healthy, they have one extra forward, so it's not an emergency to bring somebody up, but you get the feeling they want somebody uh, available. The thing is, if you're going to bring up one of the kids, one of the younger players, you don't want them to sit unless they're going to be up for only a short period of time. An emergency recall where, you know, they are up with the big club for two or three games. They play in those games and then get sent back down. These are the things that you sort of have to be aware of. And we'll see how they end up playing out. But right now, that one roster spot open. Who are they going to bring up, or is there a trade in the works? We have to see, but as of right now, the spot remains there. Again, we will have, I'll be live tweeting during the game tonight, so make sure you join me for that. And tomorrow, we will be back here with our key takeaways, and of course, we will uh, look ahead toward the Thanksgiving holiday and the game against Edmonton. So, again, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. They give you the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!